Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 62 of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? Seated to my immediate right, ready to kibitz about football. And as a matter of fact, it's not just football. Like I've promised since day one with this podcast, we're not just going to yap about the NFL, especially in April. Yeah, the draft is coming up, but you know what else is, is coming up? or about to begin, in fact, by the uh, matter of fact, by uh, when you're listening to this podcast, the puck may have already dropped in the NHL. The uh, the basketball is soon to be tossed into the air for the NBA postseason. So we want to kibitz about that, not to mention our former national pastime, Major League Baseball, is underway. So, yeah, we'll talk about all those sports. But walking in through that door in Studio 66 in a matter of moments, three pro bowlers, former pro bowlers, multiple pro bowlers, though, DeMarcus Ware, Clay Matthews, and Wes Welker, we're going to yap with them in just a moment here. Right now, though, seated to my immediate right, my main man from NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. How I'm on we? cloud nine, but are a little you? nervous. I, I don't know if I can handle these three guys by myself. Don't worry. It's going to be a little bit. I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm not abandoning you oh, like I have okay. in recent weeks. Listen, I'm a busy fella. I don't know what you don't understand about that. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. In, in, uh, in Hollywood, the name Damashek gets ink. You know, people want people want to be in business with Dave Damashek. Mm-hmm. I actually have had two agents. This is true. This isn't I was going to say this is not a humble brag because there's no nothing humble about it. <laughs> in fact, I found it. It made me laugh out loud, though. So it's not bragging because I thought it was somewhere in between obnoxious and uh, and comedic. But two agents, you know what you see in the movies. They're mm-hmm. really the real the reality of those guys is is not that far off because two people have said to me, uh, hey, what do I have to do to get in the Dave Damashek business? <laughs> it's like, really? That's your line? That's it? I hope you don't go around to uh, like Adam Rank and say, hey, how do I get in the Dave Damashek business? Because that would be, that's no way to a get business. A little weird. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I've been, I, so I missed an episode 61. If you, if you want to go back and dig that one up, you can listen to Adam Rank. He caught up with uh, one Lamar Woodley, one of the great outside uh, linebackers slash pass rushers. In the NFL, and we're going to have two more in here with Clay Matthews and DeMarcus Ware. I, you know, I'm going to ask them who they think is better between the two of them. Okay. And then let's have, let's have Wes Welker break the tie. Yes. Before they come in, who do you think it is? If you had to have one guy, DeMarcus Ware or Clay Matthews? It's going to be hacky to say, but are we, what style of defense are we running? A 3-4. What do you mean, what style of defense? Well, no, it's, it makes a little bit of a well, difference. Well, they both play in a 3-4, so that yeah, would have to still, be Yeah, but still, it depends on, God. I would say DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware. All right. We'll see what Clay Matthews thinks about that. What would you say? I'm not going to answer that. I don't have to answer your questions. I just duped you into saying something, so now I can embarrass you in front of Clay Matthews. Embarrass me. Why would I possibly give you the same ammunition? You understand? 
Because I can lie about it. All right. So, yes, I shot and be on the lookout for this. Uh, depending on when you listen to it, it'll uh, probably be up on uh, NFL.com. Also showing this coming Friday on NFL Network is my latest installment of the Cars.com, the NFL Fans Ultimate Road Trip. To get ready for the draft rank, I may as well. I don't want to uh, – spoiler alert, you know, mm. but, I, but I may as well say – Fast it, you know. forward. A few years ago, I toyed with the idea of making myself eligible for the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and it didn't go the way. I don't look back. That's not my thing. I don't look in, in the rearview mirror. I look ahead. Dave Damashek has decided to make himself eligible once again for the NFL draft, so I got ready for it. I went over as part of the road trip to Athletes Performance in Carson, California, trained with our old pal Hoosh, oh. TJ Hoosh-Manzada. And uh, he remembered us fondly, Rank. He, he said did. He, he remembered the podcast. He said, I, I said, hey, I spoke with you. And I, don't, I wouldn't even try to guess what episode number that was of the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, Hoosh visited us the week that Carson Palmer signed with the Raiders because they, those two had been working out together. We, we figured let's talk to the guy who's catching passes from him and get a read on how good Carson Palmer looks. Anywho, I say, Hoosh, hey, you know, you were on uh, our podcast on the phone um, right uh, that same week of, of Carson Palmer. He's like, oh, you the Steeler fan? I remember talking to you. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so Hoosh knew about that. Pretty nice. Um, you know what's funny is I ran into Steven Jackson over at Universal Studios mm-hmm. because they were doing an NFL Pro Hollywood boot camp. And then so Steven Jackson was there, and I went up to him, and I go, hey, you know, uh, you know, hey, you came on our podcast and everything. And, you know, and these guys kind of like, nah, you know, they, they're crying. They're trying to play along. But then I reminded them, hey, we looked at real estate listings for you where you're going to when you're going to move out to L.A. with the mm-hmm. St. Louis FC. And then he remembered and we were chatting. We were joking. We talked for 10 minutes. And then, you know, I'm there to do a piece. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I get a couple of questions about what's going on here? And it, immediately he goes, you know, what? I'm on a break right now. I wow. can't I can't talk. I don't I'm like, all right, well, I go maybe later. And then uh, not not two minutes later, one of the uh, the new gals for the NFL Network was sitting there interviewing him, going on, having an interview. Of the course, high hat. And then I walked up to him. I go, don't think it was lost on me that suddenly your break ended when the network camera went over to you. Mm-hmm. And his response? He smiled and laughed, like a little nervous laugh. I'm like, I'll get you later. Like, don't worry. I actually went and I talked to Amon Green, and he's a huge Batman fan. And we talked about the new 52 for DC Comics. The Batman movies and Amon everything. Green, the great running back, in case uh, youngsters out there don't recognize the name, the great running back for the Packers. Don't sleep on him because I feel already he's a great candidate for someone who 10 years from now, no one's going to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because he had some banner years. Talk about the cloud. Not, not, I don't even – it sounds negative to say he was a cloud. But, he de- but Brett Favre obscured the careers of good players, mm-hmm. and, and that's number one. Right there is that guy. Amon Green. No one's going to remember that guy. But if you look up his career numbers, he's one of the better running backs of the last quarter century, at least. He had a pretty decent career. He had more than a pretty he decent was career. Pretty decent. It was bit, but he, like he had said, a 1,600-yard season. He had one of those. See, don't make me talk All bad right. about my new friend, All though, right, go ahead. Well, we're pals. My new friend. You want to talk about new friends? You're talking to Lamar Woodley on episode 61. On 59, I think it was, you talked to Ike Taylor, two Steelers. Right. All of a sudden, those are your chums. But because I'm off making my pages at the Kimmel Show, I couldn't be around for those interviews based on the times that they were scheduled. Now, who am I palling around with? TJ Hushmanzada, <laughs> the guy who shined his shoes with a terrible towel at one point. Of course. I demanded he apologize to the terrible towel. I, in fact, brought one with me and he apologized to it which was good but uh then also today Wes Welker I was mm-hmm. a what you'll see they're going to come in here these guys uh, uh Welker Matthews where I was just shooting with them earlier today at the Kimmel show mm-hmm. and now I'm glad handing with Wes Welker of the New England Patriots who's mm-hmm. caused me and 75,000 other uh Heinz Field residents uh inhabitants no shortage of pain over the years and then who else am I glad-handing with over there at, uh, at this thing but Julian Edelman? Hmm. You see? It gets murky. This is what happens. This is what we – you and I talk about it all the time, Rank. We don't like these players on the field glad-handing and wishing each other well. Right. After or before a game. I don't want to see it. Oh, you I, know? Was, I was way upset because uh, when Lamar Woodley was here, he brought in Stevie Breston. And they were talking about how they wanted to hang out before the Super Bowl or Lamar Woodley wanted to hang out with him before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. And I didn't like that at all. Well, that one, though, that one I can actually allow. 
You know, can't, I could see that one. At least they both are Michigan Wolverines yeah. at the same time. That one nah. makes sense. Guys who just happen Doesn't. to cross paths and like one another. I, you know, I don't want to be too much of her, you know, that, but that to me crosses a line, but now you and I are going to have to uh, make sure that we stay stringent in our interviewing styles. I can't, I'm not, just because Wes Welker struck me as a pleasant fella earlier today doesn't mean I'm not going to ask the hard hitting questions. Good. Like, I want, you know, and that's the thing is like, you don't want to be guys that you want to root against. You don't want to like. And I remember when, when Steven Jackson was in here, we talked about like, oh, I don't like this, you know, cause I kind of like him now. I don't want to like anybody who plays for the St. Louis football club. But now after this experience at universal studios, I'm back to not liking him. I saw so, it. So it evened out. So now I'm back and I feel good about myself because at the end of the day, I went up to him and I said, Hey, you know, I'll see you later. Thanks. You know, next time you're in, in the uh, studio 66, please be sure to stop by. And he said, yeah, I'm sure. He goes, hey, do you have some time now? I, I can talk. And I said, you know what? Amon Green gave me all that I needed. Thank you. I don't, I don't need anything <laughs> from you. And I walked away. Do you think Steven Jackson is going to the Hall of Fame? No. You don't think he's going to go? All right. <laughs> Not after what he did to you. I'm going uh, to ask Wes Welker, hear me now, believe me later when he's in here. I shall be asking him about uh, the drop in the Super Bowl. You will be. That's right. I don't pull punches, uh, Rank. As a matter of fact, look, here they come now, right through the doors, into Studio 66, off the field of Hollywood High where we were shooting earlier today. I was just telling uh, my man Rank here about our uh, our day there at uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Here they are. It's Demarcus Ware and Wes Welker. Where's your pal uh, Clay Matthews? He's slow, man. He's, he's prima donna. He's we, coming, we yeah. All he's day. he's uh, putting his hair back in the ponytail. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, all right, so be it. Hair makeup, you know. I had a bunch of – I have a lot of questions for you guys uh, that uh, that emanated uh, from uh, what we were doing earlier today and then prior to that. First of all, you guys got a burger, though, at uh, 25 degrees. It was good. And what did you think of it? Was it 25 degrees? I thought it was a mom – Oh, you got umami uh, burger. Yeah. And and you you favored the truffle oil. How did it – the truffle oil burger. Yeah, you know what? It was good. It was good. I mm-hmm. feel like it wasn't. I, I can really feel the truffle though. Like Not blown I, away. I wanted. I wanted like. I wanted that truffle kick in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was getting that. Mm. And it was Demarcus, good. What did it was you good. get? I just got a regular cheeseburger. And it wasn't. Burger. It wasn't outstanding. No, it wasn't outstanding. Wow. All right. An indictment because people in L.A. are gaga about this umami burger. But uh, two, your your it was wh- good. You tell the quality, it was, it was quality meat, yeah, yeah, the and meat everything like that. But it's just like I just wanted more like substance, some sort of sauce, like you know, have that flavor in your mouth, kind of like give you that wow it, factor. It guacamole on mine, so, but I don't eat guacamole. <laughs> I like so, that yeah. the, the wow factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this too, uh, because this is a, a question that I ask uh, a number of people. I have my own opinion on if you could only eat the meat of one beast for the rest of your life, which beast would it be? You could go cow, you know. You could go pig. You could go chicken. You could go fish. Which would it be? I'll start with you, Wes Welker. Well, I mean, with with the way I eat, a lot of times um, I go, I'd go fish. Fish. Yeah. See, yes. No, that's yeah, that's, that's the correct answer. It Demarcus, correct where answer. I turn to you. I'm gonna tell you, it has to be chicken. Chicken. Yes. Why? Well, tell me. Explain the virtues of that choice. Because I can grill it. Uh huh. I can fry it, saute it. All. I, I mean, I can keep going. Bake it. Uh huh. Put some seasoning on it. I'm good. Well, but let me just tell you the correct answer. No. Most people. That is, that is correct answer because I said it because that's how I feel. Uh, I think a lot of people answer. go like this. A lot of people would say, if you ask I, the majority of our nation, they would say beef. Give me the cow. Mm-hmm. And there's some, you know, plenty of good stuff. Hamburger, steak, you know, and so on. The correct answer is swine because you get pork ribs, pork tenderloin, bacon, sausage, and then case closed. Now do you wish to change your answer? No, not at no. all, because nope. I don't really drink any or eat a lot of pig at all, really. That's I mean, have you ever seen what pigs eat or what how they <laughs> live or anything like that? Like, do you ever look at that? I'm from Pittsburgh. I mean, we don't have a lot of – well, I don't like – this isn't an opportunity for you to make cracks about the women there either. I'm saying I, I, not a lot of farms in uh, in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm yet. just saying, like, I mean, you see what they eat. I'm not eating what those things – I mean, you're basically eating what they eat. You know, and I'm not having that. Listen, like, I don't get to be in the NFL. Don't take away one of my pleasures from okay, me. Don't okay, try to right, saying, right, right. you know, like, I mean, fish, you got, sa- you know, all the fish taste different. You That's know, a you good got point. salmon, you got, you know, my, my, you got, you know, Oysters. tuna, you got, you know, mm-hmm. um, all you those different things. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Sushi. Dude. Right. Sushi. Sushi. Oh. What about you? 
I'm saying fish. I'm with, yeah, I'm with Wes here. You just yeah. want him to like you. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't even root for the Patriots. Why would I want them? All right, well, let me wow. say this. Okay. Before okay. Jeez. But we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm we're tight. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on the show, Wes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, you guys are here, as is Clay uh, when he finishes uh, his hairdo, uh, all coming to us uh, from Depend. And uh, you guys did a great thing, the Great American Try-On uh, with Depend, and that uh, you, you tried them on, and for that, Depend and Kimberly uh, uh, Clark. Kimberly Clark, thank you. Thank Got you. It. Kimberly Clark. I had to say the- that line a few times today. <laughs> yeah, she did so. today. That was a part yeah. of uh, something we were doing today. Yeah, uh, yeah $75,000 each uh, donated to the V Foundation. Very nice stuff. And you guys tried the, the Depend on, usually associated with uh, you know, with older people, people right. usually associate that. But you, you're here to say not the case. Yeah, because um, it's sort of becoming like an epidemic now. It's not really about um, you know, when you think about prostate cancer, you probably think about I don't know the statistics specifically, but you know, think about maybe forty and older. But there are um, like fifty-six million people with bladder problems that are caused maybe before you know the prostate cancer comes. So guess what? You still need to depend. So, and they can start from an early age. And so that's what we're here for to sort of, you know, raise awareness about it and let people know that, um, I mean, you got, you want to try to, they try to pick the macho guys like, you know, me or Clay Matthews, Wes Welker to let them know that it's okay to, you know, to go out and, and wear that. And guess what? This new real fit brand that they have is really comfortable. I actually put it on. We put it on up on our pads and tried it on. Yeah, I mean, I know you didn't try. You, you can really it, tell it, it, you're you wearing. Tell. You, you can't tell, tell you're wearing them under like what right. uh, our guy uh, Guillermo. 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 Yeah, whatever. Guillermo. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> you know he he had them on. You can tell you had them on under those tight little pants. I mean, everybody else will see it. I guess on Thursday when they showed it on Jimmy right. Kimmel, but. Um, but you can tell he was wearing them underneath there, so they're, they actually have, are very comfortable. So just to be clear, I think you just said it all, that the, there there aren't very many pigs in uh, Pittsburgh, and apparently there aren't very many uh, Latino guys in, in New England. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, not, you know, not, not too many, you know. I mean, you you say it the way it's spelled. It's like G-U-I-L-L-E-R-M-O. So right. uh, to me, that's Guillermo. Uh-huh. And it's it's like the, the L's apologize. are silent or something. And when he plays know? guitar, he plays a chord. Yeah. And he kept on butchering my name, Welker, which you use every letter in there. You know? Yeah. So it's nothing silent. You just say it the way it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cultural differences. Right. That's, what, that's, that's, that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh, there he is. There he's got a hat on. He looks terrific. Um, here comes uh, Clay Matthews. Now, DeMarcus, before, uh, before as Clay makes his way in here, let me yap with you uh, about some, uh, some football stuff. What do you make of the changes with the Cowboys? All the talk last year was, oh, the secondary, how can we win games with the secondary? The thing I would always point out, though, is as Clay Matthews sits down, I'm not trying to curry favor with him, but listen, Aaron Rodgers and company kept on winning games even though they had their troubles in the secondary. Now, though, you, you've made some changes in free agency, a lot of talk that you might do something in the draft there um, or you might fix the offensive line. Either way, 2012 going into it in that tough division, how do you feel about uh, the way the Cowboys are shaping you know, I up? Think, I think everything is going good. Everybody want to pinpoint, like you said, they want to pinpoint the corners. I mean, there there are going to be some. There have been some changes which are probably going to improve our, you know, secondary. But it's all about consistency. You know, consistency, and you know, on defense and offense, and that comes as a, a whole as a team. So, I think with this off season, you know, no, us not having the lockout, we still have OTAs and, you know, mini camps and stuff that's going to bring our team together because we had a whole new head coach, had a whole new defensive coordinator, and now you got a, a whole year up under your belt, and you know, guys are more comfortable. I'll tell you this. I'm uh, again. This isn't just to try to make you like me. I feel like I don't know if you're aware of this. No team, no road team in that Thursday night. Ever since they started doing, I think it was seven years ago. No road team has ever gone into the defending champions' uh, uh, place for that game and won. It's always a home team. I think the Cowboys go into New York and win that game. Oh, set, nice. And I think they start you off on the right foot. I think, in fact, you guys are going to win that division this year. That, so that's, congratulations. That's exactly what we need. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank yeah. you. We're on the same page. That's right. That's right. Even though you got a Patriots shirt on, they're still Patriots. The that's that's Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates so you know fellas. what I meant. Pirates. <laughs> Pittsburgh. You know what I meant. Shame the devil. Yeah. I would oh, never yeah. wear a Patriots shirt. Dude. It would never happen. That's not put cool. The, I, put the you know what? We wouldn't want you. I'd rather walk around nude. I'd walk around nude before I would do it. 
You do not wear that. I mean, that shirt is not very becoming on you. It's a little tight, a little. I mean, I, I thought you were Guillermo. There, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. I, I do have a pot belly. You're right. All right, so Clay Matthews joins us now. What's uh, what's the poop with you, fella? Glad uh, glad you can make it up here. I'm sorry that I was late. Uh, the guy who I was riding with insisted that we stop by Starbucks, and now I have. Big thirty-two ounce uh, frappuccino. Nice. I was worried that you were going to have uh, a it's bag not soy, of food, though, so that doesn't make me. You know, we're sponsored by Pete's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sure they have great. Content. All right, listen. Time is of the essence, so let's get into some speed round kind of stuff here, real quick. Clay Matthews, one pass rushing outside linebacker in the NFL. We talked with uh, Lamar Woodley last week. Clay Matthews or Demarcus Ware, make a choice. I have to make the choice. Yeah, you're, you're starting a franchise. You have uh, you have a five year window football in front of you. Do you take Demarcus Ware? Or do you take Clay Matthews? <laughs> I mean, that's a messed up question. Go ahead, go ahead, Clay. I want the truth. <laughs> um, well, obviously, I'm going to say myself here. That's obviously. the easiest cop out because you know I believe in my abilities. I mean, I also believe in Demarcus, but you know, if you have no if you have no confidence in yourself in this league, if you don't believe your a franchise player, if you don't believe that you are the man, for lack of a right, you know, better right. term, then you're in trouble. And I know DeMarcus mm-hmm. probably feels the exact same way about himself, and that's what makes him a special is that what yeah, you but, if you're, but if you're Joe Flacco, you shouldn't be saying that, though, right? Well, that's the great thing is he does. And, and it would look at Eli last year saying he's an elite quarterback. What did he do? He backed it up. I mean, more power to him for going out and doing that. You have to believe in yourself in this league. You have to, you have to border you, – you have to be on that border of arrogance, you know, to, to – realize that you are the best even if you want i completely believe, believe that that is the mindset that you need although i think we can all agree joe flacco goes a little too far i mean there's I, but you know what the, here's the devil's advocate to everybody that, thought though. eli was last year too well but, it's also you know, you know what if lee evans I, I say this to wes welker right in front of me you know lee evans holds on to that ball he goes to the super bowl you could make a fair case that they would would have knocked the giants off there and then he's a super bowl champion it wouldn't be much of a joke well, to be saying that could have won and then all of a sudden that's what i'm saying right yeah, okay yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I was you're out. busy. You're <laughs> busy with your Starbucks over there. Your 44 really ounce Starbucks. It's really good. Yeah. Thanks for getting us one. Wes Welker. That's the, you that's break the this thing. tie. Demarcus says he's the best. Clay Matthews says he's the best. You guys are running around together. One on the left. Happy trio. Go one ahead. You have right. to choose one or the other. Wow. <laughs> Wait. Let's go. Let's go. So am, am I also writing the check here? I mean, I'm a lot cheaper than Demarcus. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Who's, who's covered you in games? Uh, we, we both. Uh, I would like to say that I'm one for one against Wes. And Clay got me one time. He did. He did. He got me. So, but um, hey, hey, no, no, no. Uh, let's let's go to this conversation when you were saying they want to wrap how this up. How is so it make an answer. when you have a great pass rusher that comes out there and you know he's getting pressure? How does that affect offense? Clay Worker, Clay Worker style, like you just told me earlier today. How yep. fast the quarterback has to get off the ball. Yep. You got to run your route. No doubt, man. When you have a pass rush, man, it makes every – I mean, Way more. In, in your mind as a receiver, you have to get open faster. In the quarterback's mind, he has to throw it faster. I mean, it's just everything has to happen a little bit faster. and It's all in your head, and there's a clock, and it's like – Okay, you know what? I can't run this as deep as I wanted to because I know that dude's coming. And so you you gotta that. you gotta you gotta get open faster. You cut it short. You do whatever you gotta do to get open and get separation. And and I mean it's and these guys. I mean it's tough to play against them. Even though I don't have to line up against them all the time or anything like that. It's in your mind you know that they're going to be getting to the quarterback and you don't have very long. And you got to get open. And and Tom knows he has to get open. You know, get off quick and. And different things like that. Well, so. speaking of uh, of uh, getting out quick and everything, they're pulling you out the door. They're putting you through the NFL Network car wash. I wish we could spend more time. Goodness. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Brock Lesnar coming back. To the Wes, WWE. I promised I would ask the question. Can I stay back? The question right. I promised I would yes, ask. You stay. Because I, uh, I, I said I would do it, and it's not. I'm not busting chops or anything. Three months later, everything all right, confidence wise. Like, is any like is that lingering? But New England, like, the, I mean, because I said this that game wasn't on your shoulders, but a lot of people in Boston were like Wes Welker, you know. So right. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we moved on. You moved on. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was like, yeah, yeah confidence. No, right. it's it, no, it's all good, man. We moved on, getting ready for 2012, and, and looking for a great year. So. Excellent. All right, hey fellas, thank you very thank much you, for the you. time. Right. Appreciated good times earlier today as well. Wes, yes, Clay, there they go. 
Thank you. Black tie, how come you're going so crazy? We're just talking with them a little bit. We're talking about football for a second. All right. You know oh. what, Black Tie? Why are you such a company guy? I mean, we're ta- we're having a nice talk with these guys, and then you're, you're yanking them out the door this, for goodness knows what. This almost turned into Adam Sandler and Airheads. We could have just I don't locked know what the door happened. and said, you know what? We're going to stay, and we're going to talk football. We're going to talk wrestling. All sorts of things. Clay Matthews wanted to talk Brock Lesnar. We can invite him back. You know, he can do whatever he wants. He's not going to go down there. He's not going to go down there and be able to talk about his true passion of professional wrestling. Was that me or was Wes a little upset? I think we both hammered him a little bit about not liking the Patriots. <laughs> but I thought you had a relationship with him earlier. Was that wrong to ask him that question? No, I mean, you said you were going to ask it. Here's what I wish we could have had a, a more extended conversation about was, you know, I think he's moved on. And I and for the record, that's not me trying to you know play nice or to be soft about it or to be Mike Wallace, the late uh, the late great Mike Wallace, who we just lost. But that's a way of asking the question: is not my words, but when people say "goat," you know, for that Super Bowl. But you know, for the record, rank I did not put that game on West. I said, how is that his fault that the pass was first of all wasn't a perfect pass? Yes, he should have caught it, but the notion that had he caught it, that they automatically would have won that game is taking a giant leap, is it not? A little bit, yeah. I mean, what about the guys who were defending uh, Mario Manningham on the prayer that Eli threw to them? Somebody knocks that down or they push him out of bounds or something. Yeah, that game's different. Go back and look at that game. There's so many different plays and things like that get blown out of proportion. And it's not like Jackie Smith in Super Bowl thirteen. You know, where he just had a, a touchdown and he dropped it. Or any, you see, you see Lee Evans. Lee Evans is more of a goat. That was in his hands. If he corrals that, the, the, the Ravens are in the Super Bowl. That's a game where you look at right there and you can pinpoint gotcha. one play. Like, def- automatically, they're going, unless there's a Music City miracle type of thing, the Ravens win that game. But with Ross Hill, there was too much time going on. It would have been a big play, yes. But to put it all on his shoulders, that's not fair. Well, and the other thing is practically, well, for the Jackie Smith one is a bad compare, is a bad thing to ever hold up because that merely would have tied that no, game. No, no. People it, always forget yeah, Jackie sorry. Smith Super Bowl I was 13. About, I was talking about the drop. I wasn't, talk, sure. I wasn't talking about a play in the game, but I'm talking about a drop of one that was an easy pass that a guy should have had. I, I got you. I, I meant it like that. I got you. Well, listen, Wes Welker, though, again, if he catches that ball, mm-hmm. the assumption that then they punt. Now, if they score a touchdown there, then yes, the game is over. But the, that is a, quite a leap when that defense had been playing well all game. The likelihood is, statistically, is that they get three out of it. Mm-hmm. Then the Giants would have been in the position to make that drive that they made, and that's, you know, you could make a pretty strong case that that's the way the game turns out anyway. But then the Patriots would be putting in more of an effort to stop them at the goal line, and then the Giants would have had, you okay. know. So all right. They, they would have been able to but I, uh, yeah, but I but I do, but the the other thing that I feel validated about rank, I've said many times during the season, what do I say all the time? Much more important than a the, a shutdown corner is a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. That's more important. You always hear about, you know, if it's a quarterback league, then it does stand to reason why well, you would like uh, a shutdown corner to take that away. What do I always say is the most significant thing to a quarterback success? The ability to to, to keep them upright. Mm-hmm. A great offensive line, that has more to do with uh, the numbers a QB puts up more than the guys he has catching the ball, the defense he's playing, the philosophy of the offense. It has all, it, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are living testaments, two walking testaments to that fact. They're, mm-hmm. the, t- they're, they're the most uh, statistics consistent, and here's another one for you too, Drew Brees. That's that's exactly boy black tie. Why'd you chase them out of here? I'd love to be talking to him still about Tony Romo. I'd like to hear what Demarcus has to say about Tony Romo. I was just getting to that. Why well, I was saying that? What do you think about the Cowboys, Demarcus? What I then wanted to follow up with is talk about Tony Romo. He's six of years course. in now. What are your thoughts about him? And you know, listen, what's he going to say? Except be supportive of him. However, I would love to hear him. Do it. I'd love to hear Demarcus Ware try as a leader of that team. Face. Try to say, "Listen, we believe in Tony Romo without a doubt." You that know, would, that would have been the next follow-up question to where we're talking about Joe Flacco and about like, "Yeah, you got to believe in yourself." What about your teammates? Your teammates have to do it. Wow, because if you asked them, you know, like, okay, of the three quarterbacks that you guys play for, who's the best, Demarcus? Would you say Tony Romo? Because he he couldn't say Aaron Rodgers because then that gets blown up. 
you know, one of our it goes on our site like, oh, Demarcus Ware says Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback, but then he has to say, oh no, it's Tony Romo. But then you can hear his inflection about not being, you know, really, really into it. Like, you know, if I had to say that Black Tie was a great producer, I mean, of course that's what I'm going to say, and I'm not going to go out of my way to not say that. But you, you could tell in my inflection. You know what? I have too much respect for Black Tie to say something like that that would just <laughs> that would be obvious. He Black Tie. R- relishes above all else he relishes my honesty and <laughs> i'm not going to compromise that to make him feel good in in a moment <laughs> correct black tie that's fair i'm an honest guy I like honesty. <laughs> he's not even listening to us so we can say whatever we want right now he's, he's watching the game yeah yeah what, what? yep he gotcha can, he could he could tell you how you many know points, it. he knows how many points paul pierce has scored tonight no idea what's going on in the show uh, apropos of all, apropos all of no- jokes aside i was listening though it was a good interview and Good interview. It went for ninety two seconds. Yes. How long could it how long were they in here? Tighter the better. You know, how long no, was that? That it's all part of his tight forty five. I knew it was a conspiracy. That's why they put us first. You know, a lot of times these guests come in and we're like the afterthought. They were coming in to see us. We were the reasons they were coming here, and then they're shipped away. What a load of garbage. That really hurts Black Tie. We had a lot of good stuff we could have talked to them about, but whatever. Oh, the Commissioner Goodell told me I have to have him out of here right away. Uh, yeah, he's even, my boss. Even their people who are with them were smiling and laughing because we can see them through oh, the glass. Oh, we have to go? They were having a great time. Like, nobody would have said anything. I would have kept holding up the signs. If you would have told me, seriously, I would have gone. I would have, I would because we have the lock inside here. We can lock people out and be like, hey, you know what? We're just here. Well, listen, my only concern now is is that Wes Welker doesn't like me. That's a good thing for you, though. Now you don't have to worry about rooting for a guy because you like him now. Like, no, you and Wes Welker don't get along. Maybe I'm in his head. Maybe he'll be in Heinz Field and he'll be thinking about it. He'll score three touchdowns. Who was that jerk last uh, spring? Hey, speaking he was, of spring. You know what, though? It was a, no, go ahead. What? Go ahead. Uh, it was a little because I made the quip, like, you know, we were talking about fish, and I and you're like, oh, you're kissing up to him. And I'm like, I'm not a Patriots fan. And he gets all offended. Like, really? Like, you would think, like, is it offend you that I didn't grow up? in Boston and I didn't grow up rooting for the Patriots. I'm sorry that I rooted for my home team because 35 years later I was going to be in a room with a Patriots receiver and, and I'm going to want to placate him, so I should be a fan of that team. That Sorry on me for not having that foresight. But, you know, it's too bad because Black Tie makes me nervous because he gets so nervous. He's throwing his hands <laughs> in the air and – Looking like a look at with the, the, these exasperated looks at the producers from he, the network side. Oh, the network needs him. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what to say. He and looks. Dave, he's, he's doing it. He's a rogue. He's doing this on his own. He looks like. No, you look like Tony Romo doing a two minute drill. <laughs> this is your homework. I want you to go home tonight. I don't know if you have to go through Netflix or how you do it. You get Inglorious Bastards. You watch the movie through, and there's a part at the end where Brad Pitt has has the Jew hunter, and he has another German rank-and-file soldier, and he shoots him. That's, by the way, that's the name of the character. So rank Did is you, not just taking creative license and no, making that's up his, a name for no, that's, that's the name. And, he, and he, Hans Lander, sorry. Should, but So he, he shoots the German rank-and-file officer, and Hans Lander goes, How do you do it? They'll kill you for that. And Brad Pitt goes, No, nah, I'll, I'll be chewed out. I've been chewed out before. That's the attitude that I want you to have. Yeah. Just take one for it. You know what? Go in and just be like, you know what? I'm. You know what? When they're yelling at you, like, how dare they keep those guys for 30 minutes? They had network obligations. Get chewed out, smile, and then leave. And then that's it. You get chewed out. We have a great we have a great time with our guests. Then That's I take you out. Then I yeah. take you out to Mommy Burger for a piece of a, meat that apparently Wes and uh, and Demarcus is it thought at was twenty five degrees. Is that the place or is no. it a different place? Umami Burger. Cool you never heard of that? No. Cool story. If only your articles were that good. Oh well, well, well. He was holding, He was holding on to that one for a couple minutes. I don't know why he. I was wondering why did he go back to oh, cool story. Cool oh, story. because he had a little punchline. He, want, he wanted get, to deliver oh, that. I'm telling jokes now. He held on to that. Okay. That Bon Mott. Take it. Zing. You know. Hey. Uh, so and one. You know, black tie. While I got you on the mic here. Um, so you're watching basketball right now, so maybe it's uh, you know on the tip of your brain here. I was watching hoops. There's a word for everything now. You know, there's there's a there's terminology for everything that happens in sports. Obviously, we need to come up with something to replace the 
currently clunky phrase for the play-by-play guy. When a team is down, let's say, six points, and they get the ball, they're making a run. They were down 13, 15 points, whatever, a couple minutes ago. All of a sudden, they're making a big run. They're making a push. They get the rebound. They're down down six. They have a chance to cut it to four, three, if they make a Mm three-pointer. You see? That clunky phrase, we know that two or three, we need a phrase for that. What could it be? I encourage you to to, uh, tweet me and rank. I'm at Damashek. You're at Adam Rank, and let us know. But black tie, I give you the first uh, the first shot at this. We need we need a term you understand for when you can carve into a lead, but it's clunky to say they could cut it to seven or six if they make a three. You know, well yeah, or, or but also if if he gets fouled while he's shooting a three and then he makes that free throw, then five. But then if they call it an intentional file, you know, he'll get the ball, you know, all that. We need something <laughs> clean. Figure that out. Drop me a line at Damashek. I task you, the Sheck Republic, and a much lesser degree, the rank amateurs, to try and come <laughs> up with something here. All right, but let's do something. Let's, let's make this world a better place. All right, uh, speaking of which, here he comes through the glass doors right now. He probably just... Uh, Bumped, uh, bumped shoulders with them on the way on their way down the stairs. It's our pal from across the pond. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are we? Good, thank you, Dave. Great. It's good. Oh, black tie. Okay, I'm sorry to pull you away from the uh, from the basketball game. Would you mind turning on uh, handsome Hank's microphone there? Sorry. Give that. Give that Apologies. Try. So, I'm sorry. I didn't no, want... he's, he's too busy writing down jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I got zingers. I'm gonna get him one. <laughs> what is he? A redneck from Tennessee? I don't know. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna get him with a good one. <laughs> he's Larry the Cable Guy now. <laughs> <laughs> I, he can tell you how many points Keon Dooling has. That's for sure. All right, so <laughs> handsome Hank. So how are you, sir? I'm, I'm very well, but you still can't hear me. I don't think. No, I got you. No, no you got can you. now. Yes. Great, that's perfect. Book, yeah. So I'm good, but apparently, you know, two weeks ago I was told I'm now a big part of this podcast, yeah, and sure. then and then suddenly when the stars come to town, when the stars come out, all that stuff, I'm left downstairs doing doing my day job. Well, you know What's that, Adam, that? You, Rank is has a fragile ego. And if I said, <laughs> hey, Rank, do you mind sitting this one out? Handsome Hank and I will take uh, the interview with the trio coming to visit right. us. So I, you, you understand. I, I, I do, that. but, you know, as I, I, my, my ego is now becoming more fragile as well. <laughs> now, Handsome Hank, it shouldn't because, I, you know, with each passing week, people tweet me or email me or whatever – more handsome Hank. We love him, you know, and a lot of people are from your side right. of the Atlantic, but not necessarily. A lot of people, and you're NFL UK Hank, at yes. NFL UK Hank, if you want to track you, right. track you down. I saw you on Facebook with uh, a picture with you in uh, in a swimming pool with some children that I can only assume are yours. <laughs> they, well, one of them was, one of them was my nephew as well. Celebrating not, not the totally. Easter holiday. Yes. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I was doing. Well, we could t- talk NFL football. We just did so, though, with some NFL guys. I want to talk about this. And uh, it's, it's springtime, spring break kind of period here. And it seems to me during uh, the springtime that um, that a lot of people in 2012 are taking up residency on Mount Pius about mm-hmm. any number of issues. Let's right. talk about those uh, if, if we could for just a moment here. First of all, Ozzie Guillen, the skipper of the Miami Marlins, makes a comment that is taken out of context. He says, I love Fidel Castro because people have been trying to kill him for 60 years and he's still around. What he is saying is clear and all up in arms. How could he do that in Miami with so many people who have left Cuba to go to the U.S. and they reside now in Miami? And, oh, it's so it's so insensitive. Do, do we really imagine that? A guy like Ozzie Guillen, who is a, a Spanish-speaking guy, which does not suggest that he knows all Spanish-speaking uh, people in, in South Florida, 
However, a lot of the people who he is in similar circles with happen to be in from his baseball career. He knows plenty of people who defected from Cuba over the years. He's not insensitively saying, I dig that Fidel Castro and his <laughs> politics. I, I, lo- I, love the, I love me a good dictator, and especially one that takes lives and ruins others, uh, millions of others' lives. Clearly what he is saying is, he is saying in a... Uh, I don't think droll is the word, but he is saying, and by the way, his first language is Spanish. It is not English, but he's merely saying, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think everybody agrees with me that this is what he's getting at. He is saying, hey, you got you, you to gotta admire, he's like a cockroach. No matter what you do, you can't squash this guy. He's still around after mm-hmm. all the efforts to get rid of him. Something to be said for that. He's saying something about resiliency and how that probably relates to baseball. I'm not even sure the context beyond the the paragraph I read. But people have been even much narrower in their interpretation of that. Now he's suspended for five games. Now everybody has to wring their hands and Bud Selig has to weigh in. Oh, this is a, well, we stand by the decision of the organization to suspend him. Ozzie Guillen has to get up there and put on a big thing about how he's, I'm sure he is upset because people misinterpreted him or took him the wrong way. But don't we all know, don't not. 99.9% 99.9% of us understand where he's coming from. So what is the need for this? Uh, for these apologies, for things that somebody... And by the way, to, uh, statements, worst case, he meant it. He meant that he loves <laughs> Fidel Castro. Is it not a free country that he cannot shoot his mouth off? Especially if you're Ozzie Guillen with the track record that he has. What did the Miami Marlins think they were getting when they signed him? They know he's, <laughs> he's a loose cannon. Uh, but in this case, he's getting suspended for something that is really very surprising to me. Rank, I'll start with you. You know, it's funny because when he was the manager of the White Sox, the cross the crosstown rivals, the Cubs, their fans were selling shirts that said, Jose Guillen mows my lawn, or excuse me, Ozzie Guillen mows my lawn. That, to me, is more offensive and a, a direct slap in the face than somebody getting, you know, caught up in a turn of phrase for a guy who's not speaking his first language. Like, where is the outrage for that? The, the Texas Rangers are selling a hot dog called You Dog, and it's and it's it's after You Darvish, their their pitcher that they've imported from Japan, selling it with fortune cookies, which I thought was Chinese. Like that's more insensitive. That should be the outrage. Something like that. I thought you were it's, offended by. I thought you were offended by what Ozzie Guillen said. I'm not offended by what he said. Oh, you weren't. Okay, no, I thought I, I thought we were going to have a controversial gonna... uh, back and forth, but no, <laughs> no you agreed was, with me. We were talking about somebody else who I disagreed with you. It was Bobby Petrino. Oh, 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 well, yeah, I think that Bobby Petrino should have been fired because he, he has now. Yeah, I know he has. He ha- he has a scandalous history. He has a, a a string of misdeeds and disloyalty, and so see that's so many he's other a liar. things. He's, then he lies. Just a straight up, it's, lie. listen. It's a, yeah. It's not it, you know his infidelity is one thing the, that he lies about it that gets busted with it. How then can you trust him going forward? Yeah, how could you? You got he him. ditched. He ditched one program. <laughs> that you, they ditched the the Falcons. He, I mean, the guy, he's got a string of doing this. The guy told Louisville fans, "No, I'm not going to the NFL." Next day, he was in a press conference with the Falcons. He left the Falcons mid-season to go with your program in Arkansas. And you're surprised by this? Like, this is like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy was running around with a co-ed on the back of his motorcycle. Yeah, what did you think you were getting? What was his record? Like, you guys were winning. I thought that's what you hired him for. You obviously were not hiring the most And the third one, and here's the third one. The third one that people are getting pious about is Ashley Judd. This is maybe my favorite one. Ashley Judd whose career has been predicated upon her foxy looks. And, right. I mean, listen, if you if you have a sustained career on the silver screen, I assume you can act, but let's not overstate how how uh, hard it is to act. You know, I know that there that there is talent involved in it, but, you know, who are we kidding that the, that the, the way you look in, in show business isn't at least 1A, you know, okay, Robert De Niro's not a handsome devil, but most people are attractive, are are impossibly attractive, in fact, including Ashley Judd. So people talk about her puffy face, and then she scolds us all. How dare you talk about the way I look? It's, it's, it's gendered to do that. It's misogynistic to do that. Really? Everybody who makes comments about your plastic surgery or whether or not you had it or that you look a little long in the tooth or whatever is gendered and misogynistic? It is? Handsome Hank, clear something up for me, because I I don't get it. Well, first of all, Dave, I mean, I, I subscribe to your theory because I, if I was ugly, Hank, then I presume yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that, I know that. Indeed. I, this is how the business works. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it seems a little bit like, uh, 
at the end of, at tail end of, of people's careers when they're not looking quite as good, they don't get booked as much to, to do things, whatever it is that they do. Um, you know, some of some of my favorite leading ladies from the uh, from the mid eighties and early nineties. Now you don't see in many movies. Is that because they're worse actresses, or probably not? Maybe they're even better with age, but they just for some reason they're not they're not appearing in movies. And don't we make fun of Alec Baldwin's head growing like three sizes? And Bruce Jenner. Like, look at like if you watch, we talk about hunt, Bruce Jenner. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Go watch the Hunt for Red October. With Alec Baldwin. And then he's got a Barry Bond-sized dome (laughs) in 30 Rock. It's unbelievable. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's just, I think the bottom line is people love to, you know, like I say, whether it's spring break or the summer on the horizon, people love taking up residency, that valuable soil up on Mount Pius and looking down at at, uh, all of the rest of us uh, here on the planet Earth. I don't get it. Oh, look who's that handsome Hank is going. Why? What is he doing? What? A, oh, I, there was breaking news on the homepage. I've got to run. Sorry, fellas. Well, guess move over, everybody up there. <laughs> um, uh, everybody who's uh, wringing their hands about uh, Ozzie Gian, move over. Ashley Judd, move your giant puffy head over. <laughs> Make some room for Handsome Hank. Apparently, he's going to Mount oh. Pius, too. You know what, Rank? I'm I've more had important it. than you guys. Hello. Look, <laughs> I want some strawberries. And actually, I have strawberries downstairs. Do you? Ooh, yeah. Good. That's reason enough to quit this nonsense. <laughs> well, let's just take care of the business because we're professionals, Rank. You and I mm-hmm. are professionals at least. And uh, like we do on every episode, we decide which player in sports history wore that number best for on episode number 62. Again, available on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe. 62. Boy, this is – I know we've been saying it lately, and no surprise <laughs> once you get into the into the 60s that the number – not very many guys have worn them, although right. there is one about four away from now that's going to be pretty good. 66, of course. And uh, But in the meantime, 62, not a lot to choose from here. You have uh, the great Tunch Ilkin from uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You had uh, Jim Langer, great uh, another great lineman from the uh, Dolphin from the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Seems like there must have been a pitcher somewhere. What's Jared Scott, Washburn? Oh no, Washburn was 56. 56 yeah. Scott Shields wore number 62. Okay. Now we're cooking Scott with, with gas. Scott with one T. Yeah, yeah. But he was, you know, one of the better setup men. He was good for a while. For, for a while, you know. And any, you know, for a skinny guy, he threw a lot of innings and I know when he was in college they wore him out too, and that's the thing. If you have a kid who's a good pitcher, do not let him go to college. They will ruin him. The anything like Jason Windsor was the uh, ace of Cal State Fullerton's most recent NCAA Division I, 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 I got to stop you for a second. No, no, no. I got to stop you for a second. What in the hell are you talking about right now? You're talking about Fullerton baseball, Jason Windsor. What? What are you talking about? I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I thought we were on a sports show for a second. We are on a sports no, show, no, no, but we fine. like to talk. But, but the line of delineation is sports that people care about. It's an anecdote about do not send your kid. Yeah, the reason you don't know who Jason Windsor is, uh-huh. because he went to Fullerton and they ruined his arm. You could have finished. Uh, you did, You could have put a period after uh, went to Fullerton, period. Is that right? Well, how many Fullerton major leaguers are there? Plenty. Name three of note. Brett Pill. Mark Kotze. I'll stop you there. That's enough. You've... Do you not follow? Do you not play at least fantasy league? Mark Pill. That's what Brent. I wanted to tell you. Well, either way, I have a new fantasy team. My new fantasy baseball oh, team sweet. this year. Yeah. Matt Please. Kemp. Listen to my outfield. Yeah, I'm, Matt Kemp. I'm all ears. J- uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. Andrew McCutcheon. I'm strong up the middle. That's what they oh, always say is great. important. Strong up the middle. That's good. I, I'm, I, I'm. Defensively, they'll cut out a lot I'm of center runs. fielder rich is what I am. I also your, got Buster Posey. Your pitchers got, will see a benefit. I got Steven Strasburg. I got Josh Johnson. I got Giovanni Gallardo. That's Josh a, my Johnson. team's nice, right? Yeah, if Josh Johnson can rebound from his injury, I got him too. He's one of my keepers. 12-team league. Great stuff. All right, well, listen. What wasn't great stuff was this podcast, but we gave it our best, and we thank uh, Clay Matthews, DeMarcus Ware, and Wes Welker for putting up with our nonsense. Brief, though, it was. I, we could have done I, We could have done five podcasts with them. We could have done an hour with them easily. Why did Black Tie have to get in our way with that? That would have been a great conversation. Oh, well, fine. So it didn't happen, thanks to them and to Depend. 
Um, and uh, so we'll appreciate that. And, oh, also, kudos and congratulations to our pal Steve Smith of the Carolina Panthers, who inked a deal to stick around the NFL for another three seasons. So uh, good stuff there. Hey, Black oh, he Tie. Went on, he went on NFL Network today. Black Tie, is that right? That is right, yep. Why didn't he come on uh, the Dave Damashek football program? Your schedule wouldn't fit. It's your fault. Don't blame me. He was ready to come on the show. All right, I guess. All right, listen, we'll try to do better. That's all we can do at this point is, uh, like I say, I don't like to uh, live life looking in the rearview mirror. I'd like to look out the front of the windshield and see where we're headed. So right. that's what we have to do. Um, so we'll do that, and uh, we'll be back with, uh, oh, you know what? Also, the hockey playoffs, the puck is about oh, to wait. drop. We don't have time to talk about it right here and now. Look at Black Tie shaking I'm, his head like, don't. Black Tie's giving me a you look like. me, Dave. I'm worried. Black Tie's like, don't. You don't just, you, you dare. You just tease. You just I'm tease worried. me. Like, you're almost there. And it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Well, I would I'm like worried, to talk uh, about this. Yeah, of course. Everybody would. I'm worried that by the time we come back, the Kings are going to be eliminated. No, we should be fine. We'll be back. We. By the time we come back. Oh, I thought you were talking you about and I, we. For the in, I thought you were Kings weeing. I thought what you were royal weeing with if the I Kings. Did? What if I did? Me and, Matt, me and Matt Perry were hanging out today talking a little Kings hockey. What with Matt Perry? Yeah, we were from Cheer from uh, Friends. Friends, is that yes. right? Did he have a bit part on Cheers too? I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Yeah, we were talking. He said King season ticket holder. Now I just want to sit here only to annoy Black Tie. <laughs> Black Tie's giving me that leer. He's looking. Uh, he's looking out from underneath his uh, his furrowed eyebrows. Like, don't you do it? Don't do it. Don't you do it? I say episode number seven of the Adam Rank Gridiron Podcast should start. Any moment now. For once, we're not going to do that. We're going to spare the public at large from that. <laughs> don't click off just yet. No, there isn't going to be one. I wish we could do a whole. I want. I don't want to give short shrift to uh, to the puck playoff, so I don't want to get into like a three minute conversation about it. Suffice to say, I'm over the moon with I, excitement. No nerves. Yes, I'm not over the moon. I'm I'm racked with nerves. Mm-hmm. The battle for the Keystone State is nigh. Rank the Philly Flyers, the dirtiest team in all the sport. <laughs> Coming into the into perhaps the most talented group in uh, the last twenty years of puck, we should be a gangbuster series. Up and down though the uh, the matchups. NHL playoff hockey always great. Make sure you tune in for that and be on the lookout for Cars dot com. My latest installment there with uh, with those guys that we just spoke with and uh, a bunch of other guys too. Julian Edelman, TJ Hoosh, and so on Ooh. and so forth. Look out for that on NFL dot com and uh, ranks good work always on NFL dot com. And, uh, and with that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.